Welcome back to Awaken Agile. In today's episode, we deep dive into extreme programming after Jordan has done some research on it. So we hope you enjoy. Let's get into it. day another podcast how are you adam i'm well how are you good i said another day it's actually another week right we only do this another day and another day another dollar in the world of awaken agile yes yes the tens of dollars that we may be making from this podcast one day did that sound like a movie intro in a world where agile is forsaken (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's good no, Keep it going. That's... Uh, go on a rampage to kill all the waterfall <laughs> no, no, no i don't know i was actually like keen for the schwarzenegger movie. schwarzenegger with a big uh cigar hanging <laughs> out of his mouth in the jungles of south america <laughs> the predator is this waterfall just if you didn't get that reference yeah. And he's got like a okay. Kanban gun. Yeah. Shooting Kanban at anywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could be good. Carl Weathers. What was that? You could be Carl Weathers. <laughs> okay. Uh, <it's>, uh... <laughs> I'll be I'll be Arnie. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. What is it? You sort of a Get bitch. to the chopper. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Get to the chopper. Oh, good anyway. stuff. Yeah, okay. We're being silly. We're being silly. <laughs> so we need to check in. And uh, okay, our yeah. check-in question today is what Seinfeld character are you? Because we want to be serious about things. So what Seinfeld character are you? Uh, I am George. I've got to be George. I just love his why do, why do attitude be towards things. I just love his attitude. He's so hopeful about things. You know, He always comes up with an idea and he tries to pursue it. And then the... The defeat really gets to him, though. You know, like when he's when he's defeated in something, it gets to him. And uh, mm-hmm. I can just, mm-hmm. I love, I love his uh, attitude. I can, I can. It's like, it's like winning is everything to him. You know, and mm-hmm. uh, and he's fun. Mm-hmm. So, who are you? Yeah, you know, I'd like to be Kramer, but I think I'm Elaine. Oh yeah, just too responsible. Just responsible. Just you know, trying to trying to hold down a job. Trying to you know, just trying to survive in the big city. Mm. You know, put up with put up with some of the idiots, <laughs> and uh, yeah, That's working for a working working for a. She works for that uh, that book publisher dude. Yes, the guy that, the that you can't see his face or whatever. Like the guy that yeah yeah uh, like uh, like uh, yeah and he goes off on wild adventures while she's like holding the fort back at back at home base. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, yeah, I, I'm Elaine. That's cool. <laughs> Sad that we're not funny enough to there be Jerry. Go. I know. I just, I could, I could be Jerry. I like Superman. I think Superman is the best of the DC bunch. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Um, <laughs> just got lost in the Seinfeld world there. Um, cool. So, 
we we did an episode this week actually we were supposed to do it last week we did it this week and that was on agile methodologies and um and we gave an overview of seven agile methodologies uh, if i can remember them correctly it was scrum kanban lean xp feature driven development uh what have i missed what have i missed i think there was test driven development maybe um dsdm dsdm distributed software development methodology yeah cool and was there another one that i missed i wasn't counting okay well let's let's say i covered them all anyway um so we thought we would on a monthly basis talk about um each each of methodology in more detail however uh i've 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 really enjoyed diving into extreme programming and i thought why not just talk 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 about it now so what do you reckon adam Love it. Let's let's do it. You've done some learning, so yeah, I'll share that. I'll, um, I'll I'll I'm happy to talk about what I've learned and my understanding of it, and maybe after I've had more exposure to XP, um, my understanding may change or develop. But mm. we've got. Um, why don't you give us the history, and then I'll dive into what what I understand how it works. Sure, I'm I'm grabbing this from Wikipedia, so it's probably the the most valid uh, that I could find. Uh, So Kent Beck uh, developed extreme programming during his work on the Chrysler Comprehensive Compensation System Payroll Project, otherwise known as C3. He became the project leader in March of 96, uh, began to refine his development. uh, Sorry, that's 1996 for for the kiddies out there. Uh, He began to refine the development methodology used in the project and wrote a book on it called Extreme Programming Explained, and that was published in October of 1999. The project was cancelled in February of 2000 after seven years when Daimler-Benz acquired the company. Ward Cunningham was another major influence on XP. So, yeah, um, started to develop around the mid-90s, around about the same time that Scrum was being tested and and used as well. So from a timeline perspective, um, you know, the, the dots are aligning um towards the towards the early two thousands. Nice. And he was part cool. of the Agile Manifesto as well, wasn't he? Yes, he's a signatory to the Agile Manifesto, Kent Beck. Awesome. Okay. Um cool. All right. So I'll talk about my understanding of it then. So my, my understanding of extreme programming and um after listening to a few pros on uh, on podcasts about it they don't agree that it's very extreme um i think it was just a buzzword to sell uh but it is really interesting um it's it's specific for software development only i can't see it working in like other environments but maybe mm. maybe it would um and i'll explain yeah. i'll explain why so um it's it's a lightweight framework um that's really customer orientated there isn't a lot of long-term direction there isn't a lot of big roadmaps and plans because their whole objective is to get the next most prioritized item from the customer that they have been collaborative with collaborating with and and, and build that and integrate that as, as quick as possible um, and some of the practices they use around um, XP are um, test driven development so they will write the tests first and then and then develop the the code after that um, so so they've got they write the requirements write the tests over the, over those requirements and then write the code and it's a really effective approach because when they are refactoring or cleaning up their code, the tests should still remain the same. And so they hit the button, bang, 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 test, test, tick, 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 um, irrespective of the 
cleanliness or simplicity of their code, um, the tests should still come up done and and um, pass. Yep. And so refactoring is the um, this, so it's a big it's a it's a big practice they use in XP and that and that is like I said to clean up their code. Um, an example of that would be um, let's pretend the code is in uh, mathematical equations and you're trying to get the answer ten. And so you can there's multiple different ways to get the answer ten. So you can do um, two times five, or you can do two plus two plus two plus two, or you can do four plus six. And so. The idea is to keep code as simple as possible so that it can be, you know, quote unquote agile and and be able to be reused for something more complex in the future. Um, and obviously the the less complex you, you go with to start with, the more nimble your code can be when you're when you're changing it. But the idea of refactorization is is to go through and clean it up and still get the same functionality of that code. So the code still needs to keep the same output, same outcome, same functionality. Have I explained that clearly enough so far? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, another yeah. big practice that XP uses is pair programming. So one person will be developing the code and another person will be sitting right next to the person on the laptop or maybe sharing screen online, um, watching that person do their code, whether they are learning or uh, suggesting improvements to that person. And I think this is absolutely awesome um, because this is like hyper feedback, right? This is like, you can't get more feedback than this. Someone is there writing your code or watching you write code and you're offering tips or you're learning, you know, you can't get more development than that. That's fantastic. So I really like that. And and then what happens is a uh, one more thing. Uh, what happens as a um, a secondary opportunity for feedback is code reviews. So on a regular basis, other de- developers or DAs will will come in and review their code. And so there is mm. the idea of XP is just hyper improvement and feedback. You were going to say mm. something. Uh, I was just going to add to that. So yeah. a a, rec- a recent I'm not sure how recent iteration on peer programming is a concept called mob programming where you get not just two people peering each other you get the entire team into a room uh, to work on a piece of code and you've got a, a screen on the wall you've got one mouse you've got one keyboard mm-hmm. and they actually take the team takes turns coding the piece of work as a as a mob so it's it's a group of people writing the code learning together uh, which is more brains working on on the work mm. So yeah, one person doing the typing, the rest of the team thinking and talking and and doing the coding. Mob programming. That's really cool. Mm. Yeah, I, I mm. think I think a lot of people might see this and go, well, that's inefficient because why not have two people work on two different pieces of code and getting that done? But yeah. I'm sure there are there are balances of it. I'm sure you don't just do yeah. pair programming end to end for the rest of your career in that job. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah. The the other thing that, that I uh, sorry I sorry go, to go, interrupt go. the other thing I wanted to, I did want to just say is that the this is why extreme programming became successful is because it's it's easy to lift and shift pieces of the framework so even if you're not doing test driven development you can still do pair programming mm-hmm. uh, yes. even even if you're not doing test driven development or pair program you still do you still can do code reviews. Mm. So you can put, pick pieces of it and and still do parts and pieces of it as as you go along as a team. 
uh, and and maybe adding more pieces as as you go along. It really eliminates the. Um, I'll just go back to paperwork programming for a minute. It really eliminates mm-hmm. the um, key person risk in a team, doesn't it? Like, oh, that's you know. that's that's yeah, 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 yeah. One of the beauties of it is you don't have a, a single person failure point. Uh, mm-hmm. That you know, one person who's who writes all the code and knows all the code, and and if they go on leave or um, leave the organization, then your your whole your whole world is shot to pieces and, mm. and you have to start from scratch again or you have to someone has to come in and, and learn it all. That's that's the biggest benefit out of it is yeah, you have multiple people across the team who know the code. And then when you, you're discussing the work, uh you have multiple voices that can provide input. Yeah. No, instead of instead of one one developer who can who says, Oh yeah, uh that's a five point story or whatever, you know, you're estimation effort is uh, absolutely yeah i think you become a you know a real uh, united organism <laughs> if you're doing that kind of you know you do you're doing those kind of practices cool okay so we talked about code review uh pair programming test driven development and refactorization or refactoring the big one i think is obviously the customer collaboration i don't think it works without customer collaboration and um because there is a lack of roadmap because there is a lack of long-term direction they're so heavily reliant on the customer and so that they would need i don't know if they would have a product owner but they would need an advocate and a voice of the customer to be there so predominantly so that they have constant direction on what they're building yeah so i'm just having a look here so business analysts listeners may want to listen to this because uh, here's some other potentially controversial aspects of extreme programming. Requirements are expressed as automated acceptance tests rather mm-hmm. than specification documents. So the requirements are the, are the tests documentation. Mm-hmm. Requirements are defined incrementally rather than trying to get them all in advance. So there's no there's no big upfront design. And the other thing is a customer representative is attached to the project. So yes, you need yes. to have that person in the team, in the to be able to give that voice of the customer. Yeah, that's essentially the PO, right? Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you see a similarity here yeah, with yeah. with other with another framework? Yeah. So, yeah, interesting. And then you see going forward a couple of years where the manifesto came out and the documentation part of it. That's it's interesting. Yeah. Another thing I missed in there too was they integrate constantly as well. So after they've built their one piece of functionality, they, they upload it straight into deployment and then run an integration test. And then yep. maybe they've, and then the next one, num- function functionality number two, then they run the whole integration test from start to finish again. So that's including yep. one and two. And then when they yep. upload three, one, two, three, and that's really cool because they're constantly making sure the system is working or the, the process yes. or the, um, yeah. as opposed to uploading, 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 you've got 10 pieces of functionality, or 10 features or whatever, and then they hit go on integration testing <laughs> and it stops at two and they've done something and something's gone wrong. So um, I, I really yeah. like that too. Yeah. It's, it's constant testing to avoid any potential. Yeah, and that's the beginning of the DevOps world mm. uh, where yeah, a lot of other practices um, came about because, because of that. Mm. Very cool. I watched this lecture on it and the lecturer was talking about... Um, trying to hit a ship with a cannon 
So he, he drew a picture of a of a ship in the water, um, mm-hmm. an old an old sailing ship. Uh, he used Napoleon as an example. He had something against the French at the time, and uh, and then he had a, a cannon on the island. And he said, you, "You've got two options here. You can build. You can spend a long time building this big cannon, and and you you spend all the time as the ships coming close towards the island building this massive cannon, and then you you let off one cannonball. You fire one cannonball, and yep. what happens? It misses." Um, because maybe it's gone off course. Maybe we didn't calculate enough the the mm-hmm. uh, trajectories and and all those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And then the option two is you can see the ship. You build a quick little cannon and you just start firing little balls at little little cannonballs at the ship. And over time, you adjust your trajectory because you can see where the, the cannonballs landed. You're building bigger functionality into the cannon so that it can handle more more weight, bigger cannonballs. And, and obviously, that's agile, right? And obviously, that's extreme programming. It's just building those things to hit the mark straight away and then c- continuously in developing and improving the right thing instead of spending all this time and you end up missing the mark. You know, or, or the, op- the other alternative is you spend all your time on the big thing and, and it, you might get lucky and it might hit. But yeah, yeah, that's, ra- that's rare. That's a, that's a rare scenario. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I like that analogy, yeah. When I was listening to the um, listening to an episode about XP, the question was asked: what, "What in what circumstance would you not want to use XP?" And someone said, "Probably a rocket ship. You probably don't want to keep firing up rocket ships. <laughs> you probably want to get that right in one big bang." <laughs> I thought that's yeah, that's interesting because of the cost. Well, I suppose yeah, I suppose the the cost and the resources, materials, all that stuff. Mm. But Elon Musk is pretty interesting because he wanted reusable rockets, right? So that's quite that's quite agile in itself as well as a learning process there. Yeah, you could look at look at the genesis of, of their rockets and their how they self land and oh, it's incredible. You know, they've they've tested they've tested and iterated that over over a few years, and yeah, yeah, so much so that they haven't tested with humans much, mm. but they're perfecting it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Cool. Okay, values. We'll just quickly touch on the values of XP. Um, so communication, sure. simplicity, feedback, and courage. Um, so I'll touch on courage because communication, obviously, we've talked about simplicity. We've talked about, you know, uh, and then feedback, communication, pretty similar. Um, the courage, what I've heard from XP professionals talk about courage is the, having the courage to obviously speak up, but having the courage to change things. Um, because your code has to be so lightweight, you you do want to be flexible with it. You do want to be able to refactorize or refactor things to change it, to be bold. And because you're doing new things all the time, you need that courage to be able to accept failure, to be able to try something new and, and potentially fail. You might have a good pro- process working w- where your code is just you know, super detailed and the functionality is great, but it's moving slowly through the system because there's too much there. And so you might need the courage to rip it all out and try and try a new simplified mm-hmm. code. Um, so that mm-hmm. was my, that was my take on, on those values as well. Very similar to Scrum, mm-hmm. very similar to Agile, right? Communication, simplicity, feedback, courage, respect. Oh, sorry. Yes. And respect. Yeah. I missed that one. Cool. Uh, oh, sorry. Respect was added. A new value, respect was added uh, in the second edition of Extreme Programming Explained. So it didn't exist in the first edition. Mm, interesting, hey? 
So respect for others as well as self-respect for yourself, but also respect for the system. Mm. Basically, don't deploy code that's going to break the system. Mm. Yeah. That's cool. Mm. Mm. Cool. Well, um, I'm keen to learn more about XP. It's really fascinating to me. I hope you got something out of that, Adam. Did you, in your research, did you find a company that uses XP? No. That's okay. Because we said we'd do that. We said we'd do that. Yes, we did. Are you currently looking one up now? No. I suspect what's happening uh, today is that any anyone who says they're doing any kind of agile software development is using components of XP, if not all of it, and not not calling it that. That's mm. what I think. You can, yeah, and I like think, you said, I think you can lots of organisations will will have two two programmers sitting together writing a piece of code, doing peer programming and peer reviewing at the same time, mm. but they're not calling it that, or they don't they don't put the link to say oh that that the genesis of that was extreme programming. They just say, oh, that's the way we do development today. Do you know the company? That's my hunch. Uh, Stride. 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 They do the um, uh, credit card swipey things. Is that is that what they do? Uh, or is that Stride? Stride? I think they're Stride Learning. It's a lifelong learning oh, okay. solutions and programs. Anyway, they use XP. So there you go. I found something. Stride uses the extreme programming, also known as XP. Method of software development incorporates practices like test driven development, small code release, and pair programming. Extreme program, extreme, extreme programming, yes, it does have five core values. We just spoke about that. So there you go. You happy, Adam? I found a company. Stride. Stride. Well, Stride. well done. Congratulations. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Google is a good a good friend of mine. I suspect I suspect any Formula One team would probably be doing some sort of extreme program. Ah, uh, yeah, I imagine. I imagine. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've heard of it used with Scrum as well. Scrum giving yeah. a bit more direction and, and uh, structure, um, but using XP practices in there as well. I think that could be interesting. <laughs> yeah. So adding adding Scrum to do a bit more of structure around planning. Yes. And having a product to be cus- customer voice, mm. plus your development practices come from Extreme Program. Yeah. I can yeah. see that. Mm. I've seen that. So, yeah. Cool. Well, I reckon we can finish it up. Congratulations. Good research. Oh, uh, thanks. What's the next What's the next one? Uh, uh, you want to talk about Lean next? Uh, uh, actually, well, let's, DevOps. Let, let me do my research on the promise of uh, chron- chronology and okay. doing a history history on where they all came from and, yeah, who's the, who's the granddaddy of them all and then all the children came later. All right. That sounds fun. Mm. Sounds fun. Cool. cool. Okay. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, if you have any feedback, comments, if this was interesting or too much detail, love to get your feedback. Uh, send us an email at awakenagile.gmail.com. Until then, we'll catch you next time. We've got some interesting things coming in the t- uh, in the pipeline as well. Um, a few new guests coming, uh, talking about all different kinds of things, whether it be um, technical, uh, agile, or uh, leadership, or other soft skills um, that are really important in your day-to-day. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited for the future. We're coming up to 100. We're ticking into three digits. G- g- goodbye. <laughs>
that didn't know how to end that one. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> you got a joke for me? Oh, what you mean? know what? Um, my teams have really loved this joke and I don't see it, um, but I'll tell it anyway. Hit me up. Just got to make sure I word it right. Otherwise, it's, it's important. Delivery is important here. Okay, so um, five ants rented an apartment with another five ants. Now they're tenants. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that hits all the boxes. This is a dead joke. I saw a man that used different cuts of steak to create portraits of people. It was a rare medium, but well done. You're killing me, Adam. I'm getting nothing from you. Because, because there's nothing to, there's nothing to, <laughs> there's nothing to say. <laughs>